relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Making sense out of today's news, here's Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Welcome back. Hour three of the deep dive. We're in the midst of connecting to a friend across the pond who has some rather wise words, uh, analysis on a former KGB colonel who is in charge of the world's second most powerful nuclear nation, the Russian Federation. He uh, posted an article behind his paywall and then turned it into a free video, an 11-minute video, which, considering the fact that he was born in the Soviet Union, is married to a Ukrainian, is Russian himself, uh, comes from a place of uh, some wisdom. The first thing he does is a rather amusing take on what Tucker Carlson had to say about how great Moscow is, especially when he went shopping for groceries and found this incredibly high-tech contraption that allowed you to rent a pushcart at the grocery store with a coin. Here's Konstantin Kissin of Trigonometry's take on that little video. As promised, let's address the videos Tucker made from the Russian supermarket and the Russian metro. The average household income in Russia is less than $15,000, compared to $75,000 in America. As a result, the average Russian household spends more than a third of its income on food, compared to just 11% for the average American family. In other words, food is three times more expensive for the average Russian than for the average American. Moscow metro stations are indeed magnificent. But to compare them favorably with those in the West is akin to suggesting that Iraq under Saddam Hussein was better than America because Saddam's presidential palace was far more impressive than the White House. Authoritarian societies like the Soviet Union, which built the Moscow Metro, often pour great energy into grandiose monuments. It's truly impressive what you can do with a bunch of slave labor and no human rights. Let me not mock Tucker's response to Russia's spectacular achievements in the trolley return technology department. I distinctly remember my own wondrous reaction when first encountering this stunning coin-operated mechanism. It was a truly memorable moment, primarily because I first encountered it in 1995 here in the West, having come from Russia where shops did not have this trolley return mechanism, mainly because shops in Russia at that time didn't even have shopping trolleys. Just before recording this video, I popped down to my local supermarket to make sure I hadn't missed anything. And I'm happy to confirm this magnificent contraption remains in place at the Tesco Express down the road from me. Perhaps Tucker might wish to consider immigrating to rural Kent in search of a better life. I think that's called an ellipsis, isn't it? When you say, I'm not going to do something, and then you go and do it. But it's done with such charm. He's the co-host of one of my truly my favorite podcasts. It's Trigonometry with Constantin Kissin and Francis Foster. Constantin, thank you for joining us live from the UK, where it's a little bit later than it is over here. 
No, thanks for having me, Seb. We're having some technical issues, but uh, thanks for getting me in, and it's good to chat to you as always. Perfect timing, perfect timing. Okay, so let me ask you, you, you were born in the Soviet Union. When was it and where was it that you first encountered the high-tech rent-a-trolley-with-a-coin technology? Was that, was that in Scotland? Where was that? Well, in the UK, I think it probably would have been in England. But it's funny because, as you know, in the Soviet Union, didn't even have shopping carts at all. <laughs> uh, most shops didn't have anything in them at all. Uh, so growing up in the 1990s Russia, kind of coming over to the West, that was where I first encountered this magnificent advancement of technology. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that that's just uh, something that Tucker found so, uh, so shocking. Yeah, not, not only that, I found it really outré that after the interview with Putin, he goes to something called the Global Government Summit. I mean, if anything sounds worse than the World Economic Forum, it's the Go- Global Government Summit. And he says, there's no crime and, uh, in Moscow. And, and the, the, the subways are really very clean, subways that were you know, built by you know, penal slaves and, and people who were working for you know, the Stalinist system. Um, we'll, we'll get to all of that in a second. But first, I'd love everybody to watch your video, go to your locals and to your Substack and read your analysis. But let's do a little bit behind the curtain of your experience with Tucker Carlson, who had the number one show on Fox before he was ignominiously pushed out. You were on his show a couple of times and a little bit. I haven't gotten your permission to say this. Hopefully I, I won't you know, give out any confidences. But before you went on his show a few months ago, you asked my advice about raising the issue of Ukraine. Will you explain what happened subsequently with his producer? So what happened was uh, at that time I was invited on to talk about uh, my speech at Oxford Union, which which uh, went viral around the world, and that's what he wanted to talk about. So I talked to you and a few other friends um, to see if this was a good opportunity to raise the my disagreements with him about the, the, the way he'd been covering the war in Ukraine, because, look, people are, are perfectly entitled to have all sorts of different views about it. But there were some segments that he was running, particularly about the alleged persecution of Christians in Ukraine, which was just it was just nonsense. It was so misleading, com- completely full of fabrications. And I thought that, you know, as someone who had been on the show a couple of times by that point, uh, you know, perhaps he'd be interested in my take. I wasn't, you know, expecting to persuade him or anything. So after my segment, which went very well, his producer messaged me saying, you know, congratulations, that was great, please come back soon. And I suggested that we talk about Ukraine the next time I come back. And I said, look, I'm happy to come back whenever you want and have a discussion about this. Um, And it was very quickly shut down uh, I got a very strong sense that basically don't bring this up, otherwise you won't be coming back on the show again, uh, which was disappointing because up until that point, you know, people liked some of Tucker's views and disliked some of his um, views as well. But, I, you know, during the summer of BLM, for example, I thought he was the funniest comedian on TV. Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't somebody who was like a Tucker hater. It was disappointing to see that on that issue, he just wasn't interested in having a discussion um, or interested in you know what I think is important, which is having a debate about issues on which he had a very strong opinion, which was, in my opinion, not well informed. You you said something very interesting in in your video that you can find out on my feed. You can find on your feed at Constantin Kissin, both with a K, Constantin Kissin. You said 
It's his show, and I'm the guest. I have no right to demand that I get to talk about X, Y, and Z. But you said the fact that his producer said it won't bode for you well, and you'll get into a very heated argument. After that reaction, you qualified whether or not Tucker Carlson is a journalist. What did you say? Well, I just felt that on that particular issue, he was not looking for the truth. He mm. he had an agenda, and that's what he was going to pursue and look as i say he's entitled to do that that's his show he can do whatever he wants and by the way one of the criticisms about the article that i wrote which people can read as you said constantinkissing.com my substack is there too um is uh, i didn't ha- i wasn't criticizing tucker as a human being or a person we often get into these arguments now where oh you can't say this about that person and i i wasn't having a go at the person i was just saying this was my experience and actually, later in the article, I do call Tucker intelligent and principled and, 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 and courageous, which I do think on some issues he has been. Uh, but I think when it comes to Russia, as we perhaps can get into, there is a section of the right, particularly in the United States, that has, you know, it's adopting some of the characteristics of what it has been fighting for a long time, which is a kind of grievance politics that leads you to side with your enemies. You know, the left will side with communist dictators in Venezuela and Cuba, and they used to love the Soviet Union. Um, And now there are elements of the right that are increasingly attracted for reasons, you know, to some extent that have some merit, we can get into those, uh, to these strongman leaders in countries like Russia, because they see them as the answer to the West's decadence and uh, decay, uh, which you know, it's hard to deny that, that we've got problems in the West and you and I have both been, you know, raising the alarm about those problems for a long time. But that does not mean that Vladimir Putin uh, is the solution. And certainly doesn't mean that food is cheaper in Russia. That was another video that Tucker did that I just thought was incredibly dishonest. Food for the average Russian is actually three times more expensive. Of course, for an American like Tucker, food will seem cheaper in Russia than it is in the US. But that's because he's making U.S. bucks. Right, but Um, it's a a third, as you pointed out, it's a third of of the wage of a Russian goes to food. Uh, We're talking about to Konstantin Kissin, coming to us live from the U.K. He's the co-host of the Trigonometry Podcast with Francis Foster. Follow him at ConstantinKissin.com and his book, uh, Raging Success, is an immigrant's love letter to the West. You're listening to America First one-on-one, the deep dive with the real experts, the real newsmakers like our friend Konstantin. If you enjoy long form as much much as we love it, not six minutes, not seven minutes, but an actual opportunity to get to the root of the big issues. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Apple, Salem, matters not which one to me. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And I, too, have a Substack, original content uh, from me and direct access to me. I just wrote my biggest article. I think it's like 4,000 words. It is my take on Putin, Tucker, and President Trump. SebastianGawker.substack.com. That's my whole name. is one word. SebastianGawker.substack.com. We'll be back with Constantin after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Greetings, this is Dr. Sebastian Gorka from the Midas Gold Group War Room. The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do. A controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms. A literal digital concentration camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call and look into the opportunities that gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call veteran-owned Midas Gold Group today, 855-322-GOLD, or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 855-322-GOLD, or just go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful, Midas Gold Group, MAGA and proud of it. You're listening to America First with Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Donald J. Trump. It's an election year. It's going to get, I don't think crazy is an adequate word. It will be lunacy, and especially if my former boss wins. We need to prepare. We need to recharge our batteries. I have a suggestion for you. It's the most patriotic holiday of the season. Where are you, July 4th? If you're wise. And if 15 hours of radio a week is simply not enough, you'll be on our Patriots Alaska cruise, sailing around the most beautiful state of the nation, June 29th to July 6th, especially if you missed. If you're one of the listeners who wanted to come to Israel on our Holy Land tour a year ago and missed it, this is a little bit closer, but it's going to be just as fabulous on a beautiful cruise liner. I've never been to Alaska. I've never been on a cruise. Join us and several hundred of your fellow patriots. 200 cabins already gone. You've got to hurry. Reserve now. SebGorka.com. Check out the amazing itinerary and book your cabin today. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. SebGorka.com and the Patriots Alaska Cruise Banner. Okay, um, one more clip from your, your video that I think is, I'm really not interested in, in the Tucker video qua interviewer as an interview. Uh, I'm annoyed by people thinking Putin is cool and a great leader, yes. But you drew this much larger geopolitical and philosophical conclusion and you referred, it's ironic because you and Francis, have, I think you're fed up of it now, but you've built this amazing podcast uh, di- dissecting the woke left, okay? What happened to the left? And in your latest video about the Tucker interview, you talk about the woke right, and it's fascinating. Play clip. But the real question is why? 
Why is the dissident right going woke? In Russia, we have a saying, everything new is something old that's been sufficiently forgotten. Far from being the first of his kind, Tucker is, in fact, one more name to add to the long list of Westerners who've been seduced by the allure of an alternative to the failures and decadence of their own societies. These people are often described as useful idiots. While they are certainly useful, as with Tucker, they're often intelligent, principled and courageous. Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw visited Moscow in 1931, where, like Tucker, he was granted a two-hour audience with Joseph Stalin, which he summed up with the words... I expected to see a Russian worker, and I found a Georgian gentleman. One of Shaw's main contributions to the culture of his day was to advocate for and defend one's duty to be a skeptic. As Fintan O'Toole wrote brilliantly in an article you can find in the description of this video, George Bernard Shaw challenged his readers and audiences to burst bubbles of conventional wisdom on almost every issue imaginable. When Shaw's demolitions of received ideas provoked outrage, he courageously defended his intellectual independence. He abhorred cruelty and made mincemeat of propaganda. How could a man so principled, courageous and eternally questioning end up siding with the most murderous dictator of his era? We have to remember, O'Toole writes, the power of wish fulfillment and the way that Russia became for many Westerners not a place, but an idea, not a mere reality, but a fantasy. Uh, just one comment from my friend uh, Andrew Claven. I sent him your video and he said, that's an excellent video, although George Bernard Shaw was a dreadful person all round. Um, so you could debate that with our friend Drew. I need to ask you, how is it that whether it's George Bernard Shaw, whether it's Tucker or anybody else, these are clever people. You may have problems with your own government, but then to call the man responsible for 8 million killed in Ukraine in the Holomodor a gentleman from Georgia or Putin an inspiration for leadership because the Moscow subway is clean. As far as I'm concerned, that's not an analysis from an intelligent person. Where have we arrived at that such self-delusion seems so easy, Constantin? Well, first of all, I think strength of emotion is the one thing that's really capable of overriding intelligence and ideology too. Um, so in George Bernard Shaw's case, he went to the Soviet Union in 1931, so before those atrocities had happened. But it was clear by that point Stalin was not a great guy. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the allure of those people, as I said, I think we talked about this a little bit before the commercial break, is that for left-wing woke people or left-wing uh, radicals, the idea of communist societies was always appealing because it seemed like an antidote to the failures that they perceived in their own societies. And you're increasingly starting to see this on the right. And it's not just Vladimir Putin that appeals with this strong man, deal with crime, deal with decadence, not allow LGBTQI whatever to infiltrate our society. It's a you know a guy called Nayib Bukele who I think is a very different character in in El Salvador, who is essentially reduced uh, murder to such a rate that they went from being the most dangerous c country in the world to the safest country in the Western Hemisphere in a few years. And the right is increasingly becoming interested in people like this uh, because it appeals, given the context of, you know, you go out, as you well know, in, in your country, in the United States, and you see 
lots of homelessness, lots of street crime. Uh, you know, in some parts of California, crime has essentially been decriminalized at certain levels. You can steal whatever the hell you want up to a certain amount and uh, you can get away with it. So that sense that the West is failing and also crucially and something that you I'm sure will agree on increasingly it seems quite difficult to challenge the status quo through the democratic process i mean look at what happened to president trump who you know you love i I agreed with him on fewer things than you i think is fair to say but nonetheless he was elected just like brexit here in the uk for which i did not vote but it was very clear to me that people did vote for that and we had a right in a democracy to respect the will of the people But that isn't what happened. It was thwarted at every turn, just like President Trump uh, lied about. The people who voted for it lied about. They were called all sorts of names under the sun. And ultimately, uh, Donald Trump, like Brexit, didn't really have the impact that the people who voted for him wanted because he wasn't allowed to do the things that he was elected to do. So if you are on the right and you're seeing your country uh, go in a direction you don't like and you vote to change it and then nothing happens – it is easier to see how some people in that situation will start to ask, well, what's the point in democracy? Yeah, that's exactly where I want to take this discussion, because that is the most important question. What happens then? What happens if President Trump is sent to prison? What happens if conservatives say we need a Putin-like figure to fix all of it? We're talking to the author of An Immigrant's Love Letter to the West, a superb book. Get it right now. And seriously, it's... I think it's my favorite, have I said this before, my favorite foreign podcast. There are some ones I love that are from America, but when it comes to really smart analysis and great guests, because it's about the guests and the people with the British accents who are running the shows, go to Trigonometry, subscribe right now on YouTube, and follow our friend at Constantin Kissin with a K in both cases on Twitter and ConstantinKissin.com. And while you're at it... If your phones are working after the AT&T outage, give us a follow as well. Stay up to date on all the breaking news, all the America First posts. Look for my name, Seb Gorker or Sebastian Gorker on every platform that matters from Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us. We're a television show as well on your Roku, your Fire Stick device, or just download the Salem News Channel app. And once again, for unique content, especially that article that's getting some responses, go to sebastiangorker.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, Sebastian. AshtonGorka.substack.com Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. Why Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-644-1900 to get started or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com.
On the side of the U.S. Constitution, America first. All right, I'm going to do a switcheroo, and Eric will see if he uh, can keep up with me. Uh, how can you be part of the fight? You don't need a national radio show or an international podcast, or you don't have to run for office. If you've got one of these blasted things, if you've got a cell phone, at least don't fund the people who hate our country with every call you make and every text you send. The big cell phone companies are woke. They donate millions of dollars every year to causes that aren't your values, like Planned Parenthood or gun control foundations. There's only one conservative cell phone company in America. It's the one I use, Patriot Mobile. When Nancy Pelosi's illegal January 6th committee came after my phone records and the phone records of my wife and my children, I said, that's it. I told that cell phone provider to stick it where the sun don't shine, and I switched to Patriot Mobile. You should today if you love America. They're on your side. You keep your old number, keep your old phone, or you get an upgrade. Just call 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's 972-728-7468, or go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. All right, so I want to really delve into this um, in the next few weeks and months, kissing this idea that you've hatched, which I think is genius, of the wokeification of the left, which is a deeper issue than just resentment. It's a denial of reality, which is what the woke is on on the left. It's happening on the right. If you think Putin's a great guy, you're denying the fact that he's a KGB killer who came to power by blowing up Moscow apartment blocks and blaming the Chechens. That is a pretty severe denial of reality. However, I just want to make sure I understand the genesis of this wokeification of conservatism. The resentment to not allowing President Trump to be president after being elected or to have the UK leave the European Union after the biggest vote in British history says Brexit must happen. That resentment or that distrust of the World Economic Forum or, you know, Zuckerberg and everybody else, that's real. That's not a denial of reality. It's where they go with that embitterment, correct? I mean, there, there, there is an underlying justification for the feeling of, okay, I voted and nothing changed. You're not saying that it's all invented. No, of course not. But I, I would argue to some extent that this is also true of the woke left. I mean, it's true that historically there's been a lot of racism in our countries. It's true that black people don't always get the same start in life as white people. And the woke left invented the idea of systemic racism to explain different outcomes from different groups. Um, and there is an element of truth, a kernel of truth to a slew of allegations that are not true. The concerns you're talking about, yes, I agree that there is more to them. Uh, but I don't believe that the WF or the global elite are to blame for the fact that I've got potholes outside my house or the <laughs> or, or the subway isn't clean or, or whatever, right? The, and so uh, the reason, for example, I mean, one of the, the interesting things for me is as someone who travels to America and loves America and loves being there, to see, you know, people say, oh, you know, California or New York has become like a third world country. Well, I grew up in a third world country and it was genuinely a lot cleaner and safer. But that isn't because of Klaus Schwab. That's because of political ideology 
and the shutting down of mental hospitals and mental asylums in the US, which means that your mentally ill people are not being helped and instead they're on the streets shooting up drugs and defecating on the sidewalk. That is not happening because we don't have a Vladimir Putin in charge. That's happening because of political decisions that were made by ideological and ideologues in, in government. And it's not even a money issue, which people often like to make it uh, out to be. So uh, that, to me, the problem with, with the woke worldview on the left is it's incredibly conspiratorial. No one ever, people always bang on about, you know, the what, what's that favorite conspiracy about the, the, the right supposedly loves that they always wheel out about Pizzagate. And, oh, QAnon, uh, Pizzagate, the pedophile right. rings. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And they wheel that out. But no one ever talks about the left wing conspiracies uh, that are, are completely abundant. They can't believe they couldn't believe, for example, that Donald Trump could be elected legitimately. So they fabricated the Russiagate conspiracy. Right. Um, they couldn't believe that half the country in this country voted for Brexit. So they they fabricated a bunch of lies about that. And likewise, increasingly on the right, there is a conspiratorial worldview, in my opinion, which says that all of the problems of, of the world, all of the things that you don't like about what, the, what your government is doing, it's part of some global web and it's the WF. And I, I personally don't see it as being that simple. Um, and I think it, it creates a very simplistic worldview. And then... It imbues it with this grievance and resentment, which says, well, look, there's nothing actually that we can do about this. Yeah. We can't organize at the local level. I can't run for the school board. I can't, you know, teach my kids the values of the West. It's just, you know, my life is completely outside of my control because Klaus Schwab has got it over me. Um, and, you know, democracy isn't working. Let's get Vladimir Putin types in to sort it out hold, hold that thought that's where we will progress next i know this man is a night owl like i am with his colleague francis foster i think we stayed awake till three in the morning one day smoking cigars and uh, fixing all the world's problems so when we do get to sleep we need to have the sleep of the dead revitalized and fresh in the morning how do i do that Thanks to the latest product from our friends at Relief Factor. Relief Factor Sleep. It's natural. It works. And when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel drowsy like all those other products. Katie, you know her. She's not a night owl. She's up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning. When she takes Relief Factor Sleep, she sleeps till 7 or 7.30. That's insane. Find out for yourself. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com slash sleep. 1-800-473-5433. ReliefFactor.com slash sleep. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait. 
any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Hello, everybody. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump. And I want to let you know that I'm also a big fan of Sebastian. So I know you listen to him and he's got a great audience, good ratings and all of those things. But he has it because he's a very talented guy. He's uh, an amazing man. So I just wanted to say that. And you're not wasting your time by listening to Sebastian Gorka. And uh, this is not a paid commercial, but uh, it's a commercial out of love and out of respect for a man that's really a great patriot. So enjoy the shows for many years to come, unless he happens to be going into government, which could happen. Thank you. That is not a paid commercial. That's just the last time I saw the president at Mar-a-Lago. Thank you, Mr. President. We're back with our good friend, Constant Kissing, co-host of the Trigonometry podcast, along with Francis Foster and the author of An Immigrant's Love Letter to the West. We're dissecting a new phenomena, wokeism on the right. Read more about it at ConstantinKissing.com and on his Substack. Constant, I I, I don't want to be, I don't have, I'm an optimist, so I don't want to be a Cassandra or paint the devil on the wall but i'd like us to just do a little thought experiment if if you give in to this lack of critical thought if you say the guys that look hard out there the tough leaders are the models for the west and the principles don't really matter that much because our sovereignty, our votes have been disregarded by, by the left. What happens then? How, how much of a threat is that to just the political ecosystem of an America or, or an Argentina or an Italy that chooses people who are bucking the trend and then get stymied? It's a big threat. This is why I don't actually know that this issue is ever going to get fixed from the right. People like you can try and persuade your fellow conservatives not to go off the deep end. But the the people who can really solve this are the elites, are the left. They, I keep making this point to people. We have, uh, as you do in the, in the United States, a big problem with illegal immigration. People streaming over the border. We don't know who they are. We spend eight million pounds a day, which is a lot for our country, uh, on hotels for illegal immigrants. Um, and that issue isn't getting solved because uh, the, the, the political class simply is unable to deal with it. And my point is, well, if you keep this up, if, if you keep this up and you keep calling everyone the Nazi and far right and whatever, you're, if you don't like the people who are talking about that issue now, you're really not going to like the people who come and talk about that issue five years or 10 years from now. So uh, this is why I keep saying to my friends on the left and people in the center and anyone who's in anywhere remotely near government, you have to start listening to the will of the people. I know you don't like it. I know you think the common man is smelly and unpleasant and he hasn't got enough teeth and whatever. But you're going to have to get over yourself because those people have a vote just like you uh, and they have a right to express their opinion. And if you don't listen to them, you're really not going to like what comes after. 
Well, I have to ask, and I'm not interested in any names, um, you, you've kind of blown up, not just with the podcast, but after your uh, Oxford Union speech. I only, I was there in December. I only got a million views in the first week. I think you're at like 40 billion or something. We'll, we'll play a little clip of that. You're, you're being invited to all kinds of fancy seven-course dinners and meeting important people. Is anybody saying, yeah, we agree with you, uh, we, the members of the elite, have to stop calling the people who elect us and pay the taxes smelly? Is anybody saying, yeah, we get it, or are they just paying lip service? You know, it's actually much worse than that, uh, in my experience, Seb. A lot of them get it, and they feel powerless to do anything about it. Because of just cowardice? Well, I'll give you an example. We were releasing an interview with the former Home Secretary, Suella Bragman, here in the UK. Uh, one of, you know, Home Secretaries, to say, uh, give me the, what would that be in the uh, US? Attorney General. It's like the Attorney General, yeah. No, no, no. We have an Attorney General. So it's I know, but you copied us. You, you copied us. The police fits under the Home Secretary, J- Attorney General. Okay, fine. Uh, but she's the person responsible for dealing with immigration and the police. Oh, let's, let's say uh, Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. That's what I okay. thought. Yeah. So that's her job. Uh, she was forced out of government for trying to deal with that issue. Yeah. And it was her job to deal with that issue. And, I, and this is a conservative government. And we, we basically spent a good half an hour. That interview will come out next Wednesday trying to get her to explain to us why she, a conservative Home Secretary, Homeland Security person equivalent, couldn't fix it. And basically, what she told us is the people around the cabinet table, her colleagues who are part of of the prime minister's cabinet deciding the direction of the country and the prime minister himself care more about economic growth than they do about immigration and delivering the wishes of the people who keep voting to reduce it. And so uh, it's just, I think, there is this belief among some people in the elite that Growth is everything. Money is everything. And as long as we keep delivering on the economy, then people are going to turn a blind eye to the fact that we're ignoring them. And uh, I believe that's incorrect. I believe that they're going to find out that's incorrect at the election that's coming. Uh, The Conservative Party in this country is on course for one of its greatest defeats ever. Yeah. And I don't see that changing over the next few months. Um, So uh, the problem is that there is a lot of paralysis because – even within conservative parties, there are frankly too many people who are not interested in delivering on the things that people elected them to do. Yeah. We're talking to Konstantin Kissin. He, uh, you should watch the Oxford Union debate. It's stunning. It's 11 minutes of uh, a tour de force. We'll play a little clip before we say goodbye today. But please follow him right now at Konstantin Kissin and check out the Trigonometry podcast on YouTube. The book is An Immigrant's Love Letter to the West. We are coming to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, it works. It's real. It is liberating over a million Americans right now from their daily pain. I'm one of those people, but it's not just me. It's people like Yvonne from California. This is her story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free, should be reason enough for you to order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those 
those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me and over a million of your fellow Americans. Ask yourself one very simple question. What do I have to lose? If the only answer to that question is the pain, then you know what to do. Write this number down right now. one 800 for relief or go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com. The three-week quick starter pack costs just nineteen ninety-five. Even I can do that math. Less than $20 for three weeks, that's less than a dollar a day. You can't even buy a decent cup of coffee for less than a dollar a day. So what do you have to lose? Nothing. one 800 4 relief relieffactor.com. 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com. And if you want to have sanity back in the White House, if you want to have a secure border, no more new wars. Do you remember what that was like for four years? If you want to have prosperity, we need 45 to become 47. It's up to us. Fly the flag that says that, God willing, it's our... Hours to make real. I stand with 45. SebGorkaStore.com for all your America First gear, including the T-shirt we released with Chris Plant, FBI, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Get yours and your dementia Joe has got to go. And all of my books, SebGorkaStore.com. And you can support the president directly at DonaldJTrump.com. One more segment to go. Stay with us here on America First. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. It's so flipping good, that Oxford speech. I have just retweeted it. That's the top of my X feed right now. Oh, I don't feel so bad. It's only 2.8 million views. That's not too bad. That's not too shabby. Uh, Watch that. It's at the top of my feed. And then check out mine as well. Uh, Constantine, you've been a a complete gent. Thank you for joining us. I know you've got a long travel ahead of you this weekend. Uh, You've written this book, uh, An Immigrant's Love Letter to the West. Everybody should read it. Uh, We've got literally two minutes left. Deep down, I know your protest, but I know it because, you know, I was there till three in the morning with the cigars that you and Francis are, are conservatives. And there's some good news about the next generation turning towards us. And if I want to couch it in politically correct terms, being less woke. However, in America, it's the males. We're seeing a massive resurgence of men turning back to traditional values and the women going in the other direction. Where do you stand? Are you an optimist in the trend line, or are we going to see a bifurcation by the sexes? 
Uh, well, first of all, it's funny. When I spend time with conservatives, they all tell me I'm a conservative. When I spend time with liberals, not leftists, but liberals, they all tell me I'm a liberal. So I'm somewhere in that vicinity, I think. But I, I always think of myself as politically non-binary, as you know. Um, in terms of the bifurcation, we are seeing the same thing here. By the way, I would be a little bit more careful and hesitant than to say that young men are returning to traditional values. Just because they're not woke doesn't mean that they necessarily... Uh, are conservative in the sense that yeah. you are. Yeah. And there's elements of that whole thing, the Andrew Tates of the world, uh, that I think we should all be worried about, actually, yeah. Yeah. including conservatives. Um, 30 seconds. But yes, I, there's a... Ver Sorry? 30 seconds. <clears throat> yeah, there's a very talented young writer uh, who I have right for my substack called Freya India, yes. who's written uh, very well about this in a recent piece. So I recommend people go and check that out uh, because she breaks down this splitting of, of the Gen Zs uh, very, very well. All right. Uh, Constantine will have some big news in the upcoming months about a tour here in the United States with a very famous uh, individual who's also trying to save a Western civilization. In the meantime, watch Trigonometry. Uh, there are very few podcasts that I watch every episode of. Trigonometry with two Gs is one of them. Follow Constantine. Read his Substack. Check out my Substack, my analysis. It's very different of Tucker, Putin, and Trump. That's SebastianGorka.substack.com. You've been listening to America First, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Keep your head on the swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.